What is up? You are checking out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Ant, and I'm joined by my two friends. What's up? It's Macho Man Dan. What's up, guys? It's the new champion. It is the Kentucky Nightmare, Dusty. Ooh, wow. Dusty is already uh, dropping hits. Hey, uh, hey, Dusty, I got a quick uh, question. Yes. Didn't you say you were the Canadian Nightmare? Yeah, I hey, thought he hey, was. Hey, no, I'm I'm Kentuckian. I'm a Kentuckian. Mm, okay. I don't hey, know. I, hey, Dan. I, I, hey, Dan. I, I heard Canadian last. Uh, didn't time. you say? Uh, didn't you say that you were the lead champion? Where's your title? I was. I was. In fact, you got lucky the with champion. one match. The sir. champion is one now match. instead of instead of the instead of lead champion, you have the Dusty Cup winner, Ooh. the Kentucky Nightmare. Dusty. Ooh, Byway Champion. We do have a new the Dusty Cup winner, the Kentucky Nightmare. Dusty is taking <laughs> over for sure. Oh, yeah. Mouthful. Oh. <laughs> Mouthful. Yeah, but it's, it works. <laughs> That's what Dusty likes. Um, anyways, so um, you are checking out our WWE Elimination Chamber 2022 recap episode. Uh, before we dive into the recap, we do have to get some business uh, handled first. Our good friend Carlos, our buddy, is no longer going to be with the show. He has chosen to move on to a new direction, which is great. We are happy for him, uh, and we do we will miss him for sure. So uh, we are going to move on as well. So his, although he made predictions, we thought it would be best to just kind of just go over our predictions, and he didn't win anyways. Uh, I didn't either, obviously. Uh, so, but yes, we do wish Carlos the best. But we just thought that you listeners who have been listening since the beginning would like to know that Carlos will no longer be with us. Wah, wah, wah. Sad face, but he will be missed. Uh, and yeah, but yes, Elevation Chamber. It was a tense night. I mean. <laughs> Elimination Chamber was the pay-per-view that was like a brawl that took place in the arena, outside the arena, a brawl of epic proportion, man. It's been... Even the bathrooms. <laughs> bathrooms, like, it's been fucking Elimination Chamber, man. Uh, before we go in, what did you guys think of the pay-per-view? Did you guys enjoy it? What did you think? I'm going to let Dusty answer that one first. Oh, I have a lot to talk about. Okay. So, Elimination Chamber is my second favorite pay-per-view versus the Rumble because I love both of the matches equally. But Rumble is my favorite because of all the surprise turns. But but, but the Chamber is my favorite match type. But this year's Chamber pay-per-view was probably the worst I've seen like personally and I just strongly disliked every match <laughs> and that sucks to say that, that that's really sad to say but like so you you were a big fan of it no I hated it <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah I I I wasn't a big fan of the chamber matches and we'll get more into that uh later but go ahead um Dan what did you think um, I thought a lot of matches were very predictable. I mean, and that's something you don't want going into something that's like an elimination chamber. It's supposed it's supposed to be unpredictable. But I mean, yeah, sure, none of us technically got the chamber match right, but 
I don't know. It, it also felt predictable at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't feel like it really felt like an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. It felt like a live show. And plus, it was really weird to sit down at 12 in the afternoon yeah. to watch a WWE yeah. pay-per-view. I don't know what it is. Why do they keep going to the Saudi shows? I was, not- I was still asleep. I was still asleep when yeah, yeah a lot was. of people I'm sure who were partying out last that that night earlier they woke up at like two in the afternoon they're like oh shit I missed the pay per view I didn't miss the pay per view I woke up like during the Ronda match and I was like oh shit I gotta watch this so I hopped on my Discord call with my friends and I sat there and we cussed out how you know the match was the matches were going mm. it was fun. <laughs> Well, guys, it definitely was a night uh, that will be remembered. I wasn't really a huge fan of it myself. I felt like it was, like I said earlier, it felt a lot like a um, live show being held in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Just the whole Elimination Chamber structure itself, I know they have to be safe, but having the padded ground or whatever you want to call it, like the bottom floor of the structure of beyond pads i get they want to be safe but then call it the safety chamber because there is nothing devastating about the chamber matches there are a few moments that did stand out but we will get there but to kick the night off we had our first match on the kickoff show the miz taking on ray mysterio with dominic mysterio by ray's side and pretty much there's a moment where um, Dominic and the Miz argue over a chair and Miz pretends that Dominic hit him with it and while that's happening Rey Mysterio ends up rolling up the Miz to get the win after the match Miz attacks Rey until Dominic makes a save Rey and Miz land or sorry Rey and Dominic land a double 619 and both Dominic and Rey land a frog splash on the Miz so Dusty, you were right about this prediction, and both yeah. and I were wrong. Rey Mysterio did get the win. Let's throw it over to you since you got the first point. What did you think of this match? Uh, well, to be honest, I was asleep when this match ha- uh, happened, but I did go back with you through YouTube to watch this. Uh, I thought this match was pretty me- mediocre at best. I didn't like how they kept like having Dominic do stuff. I I mean I get it, he's out there for his dad and stuff, but I'm just telling you like, dude, what the hell? I didn't like the fact that Miz lost. I felt like it could have been a great thing to have Miz lose. I mean Miz win, my bad, and Ray lose because of Dominic, you know, because he tries to help but he fucks up. But no, apparently not because it's WWE. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, I do agree. I was, I <laughs> genuinely would thought that they were going to break up the Mysterios, but I guess we have to wait a little bit longer. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> Danny. Way too long. Well, uh, uh, yeah. I, mean, I thought the match was, honestly, the more we went into the match, like, as they were walking down, I was, I was kind of really thinking everything over and all that. I, I saw how how why Rey Mysterio won, considering the fact that you know he's the uh, he's the cover star of Two K Twenty Two, you know, and, and yeah, you know he has yeah. a son with them. They're in Saudi Arabia and they were cheering for him. And in Saudi Arabia, they pretty much go with whoever they fucking want to win. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So. I should have gone with that theory, uh, Danny. We missed out on that one, man, because the, you're right. Like, them being in Saudi Arabia, they would, of course, are going to go with the bigger name, which was Rey Mysterio. No offense to the Miz, but. No, no offense to why. Miz is a great guy. Yeah. Just uh, everyone. I agree like with you both. This match, I do agree with you both. This match was mediocre. Um, you know, I was wishing they were going to give a bit more, but it was the kickoff show. Maybe they're feeling like, eh, whatever. All right, so the night actually does start off. The pay-per-view kicks off, uh, and it's the Universal title match to begin with. The Universal champion, Roman Reigns, with the bloodline defending against Goldberg. And before the match starts, Reigns tells all of us fans to acknowledge him. Reigns bounces Goldberg's head off the announce table, and then Goldberg sends Roman Reigns into the guard railing. Goldberg spears Roman, and then Roman lands a standing rock bottom, which was cool. Roman lands a Superman punch, and then Goldberg spears Roman again. And then Roman applies the guillotine submission, and Goldberg passes out. So, Danny, I'll throw it to you first. We all were right with that. We all get 10 points. So, right now, uh, Dusty's in the lead with 20 points, and Dan and I have 10 points. Dan, what did you think of Reigns defeating Goldberg? Um, I thought it was a very lackluster match. I mean, I expected it to be out of the gate. Like, I don't know. It just wouldn't have made sense for Goldberg to win in the first place. I'm surprised they – honestly, I'm a little surprised they didn't because, you know, they're in Saudi Arabia. I'm surprised they didn't go with the bigger name to win, but – Especially since they were cheering for Goldberg, but I guess I'm really glad they didn't because I would have been pretty upset if they did just to get some money from Saudi Arabia, but that's just me. Um, man, did they really make Goldberg look strong? I'll say that. And they didn't need to. They really didn't need to. Yeah. No, they did. He looked like a fucking – to be able to take all those moves in the spear on that many times, he did look strong. And a little bit of hint here, I heard that he's a free agent now, so maybe he wanted to sort of, you know, let other promotion knows, like, listen, I can still go if you need me to. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be calling him, but – I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Nah. All right. All right. <laughs> Respect that dot. That dot. See, I don't even know how to talk right. That dot. <laughs> and uh, Dusty, you also picked Reigns to win. What did you think of the match? This match was probably the only match of the whole pay-per-view that I didn't dislike because I thought it was pretty cool. Actually, no. I did dislike it because the fact that they had all those spears in the match. They made Goldberg look super strong. No reason. I mean, I get it. He's Goldberg. He has to look strong. But he looked too strong yeah. to, it, they to, made to where it wasn't. Yeah, to where, yeah, to where it wasn't believable. And they did this again. And they did the same thing in another match. And I'll tell you, like, once we get there. I just thought it was unneeded. <clears throat> but overall, the finish, uh, fun fact, uh, Gold, um, so Goldberg should have got the rope break because when Reigns was about to lock in the, the his submission move, uh, Goldberg, yeah, Goldberg pushed him into the corner and grabbed the ropes. And when he did so, uh, you know, it should have been a rope break. A rope. Yeah, they should have. So he fought yeah, up and grabbed the rope by accident. He wasn't supposed to. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not surprised with that. I will say, though, that um, Goldberg does say a lot that he's more of a football guy, whatever, right? But here's my problem. I feel like it's such of a waste of time. After the match, I was like, wow, that's all we get to see of Roman Reigns tonight is him beating Goldberg. And in my opinion right now, Roman Reigns is one of the, the bigger stars in the company, and you're having him fight like eight-minute matches. I'm not saying that, you know, he has to always have an hour-long match, but why even bother sending him Goldberg? I get it's Saudi Arabia, but at this point in time, maybe with Goldberg being a free agent, he'll be gone from WWE for a little bit. We'll have to wait and see. All right, moving right along. Next, we have the Women's Elimination Chamber match. The winner of this match will go on to WrestleMania 38 and fight either Lita or Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. And the competitors in this match are almost a superhero, Nikki A.S.H., Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Alexa Bliss. And one thing I noticed was that Bliss had a swing inside her pod. Um, and Nikki, almost a superhero, and Liv Morgan start out, and Nikki sends Liv into the cage. Dewdrop then comes out, and Dewdrop runs Nikki into the chain link, and she runs into Nikki and does the same to Liv Morgan and drops both of them to the ground. Then Dewdrop lands a senton to Liv Morgan outside. Rhea Ripley's out next. Rhea balances Nikki off the chamber onto Liv Morgan and Dewdrop. And then Rhea lands a nip riptide to Nikki, eliminating Nikki A.S.H. from the match. Then Alexa Bliss is out next. She takes control and Liv lands a double stomp to Alexa's back. Dewdrop pushes Liv Morgan off the top rope onto the pod. Liv Morgan lands a top rope sunset flip powerbomb and she eliminates Dewdrop from the match. Bianca Belair is then next in the match. Bianca lifts up Liv in the air with one arm and drops her down hard to the mat. Bianca nails a moonsault, and Bianca and Rhea land a double one-arm delayed vertical suplex to both Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. A lot of stuff going on. Liv nails a double code breaker on Belair and Rhea. And then Bliss lands a Twisted Bliss to eliminate Liv from the match. Our final three are Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Alexa Bliss. Bianca nails a KOD to both Rhea. and Well, she acts only to Rhea, sorry. She actually eliminates Rhea Ripley from the match. Bianca misses a 450, but then ends up nailing Alexa with a KOD to get the win. A lot of action in this match. Um... Myself and Danny and Dusty here, we all thought that Bianca was going to win. So this is obviously very predictable with this one. I'll throw it to Dusty first for this one. Now, Dusty, you have 30 points at this point, and Dan and I both have 20. What did you think of Bianca winning? And she's now going to go on to WrestleMania. And we'll talk about her challenger later on in the in the. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. So basically, my opinion of it, I guessed Bianca, but I'm not a fan of Bianca. I've never been a fan of Bianca because her gimmick is, wow, I'm the chick with the long hair. Cool. Yeah, that's so cool, Bianca. But anyways, uh, let's just step aside that for a bit. Um, So, I mean, yeah, she deserves to get a rematch for what happened at Survivor Series. Well, not Survivor Series. Summer 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 Summer
Yeah, at SummerSlam, you know. I mean, I guess it works. I'm just still not a Bianca fan. Also, fun fact. Do-do-do. When Dewdrop hit the senton on Liv, once again, like in the Rumble, when she hit it on Becky, Dewdrop, for some reason, doesn't like to put her weight onto the mat. Like, when she's doing the drop, she likes to land all of her weight in the uh, center of the person's body. Yeah. Which is unsafe. Yeah. So, we got a Nia Jax 2.0, guys. Uh, Basically. Nia Jax 2.0. Fun fact about Dewdrop, if anyone here watches AEW, which I know you guys probably do, um, her husband is Excalibur, the uh, ring and, uh, he's not ring announcer, he's a commentator. He's the one that wears the mask. Man, oh. you know what? I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to. You're a dick. Um, <laughs> moving on to Dan, what do you think? Well, I kind of agree with Dusty on what he said. I, I, I went with Bianca because it's very predictable, but I mean, I, I don't like Bianca at all, and I think all the viewers out there know that I'm not a fan of Bianca. She had her moment at WrestleMania 37. Don't think she deserves another one. Sure, maybe she deserves a, deserves a rematch from what happened at SummerSlam, but I mean, okay, they should have done that earlier. I don't think I don't think it'd be a smart idea to have Becky Lynch uh, lose to Bianca at WrestleMania because I have a really bad feeling that's what they're going to do because she just won the freaking Elimination Chamber. But here's another reason I don't think she deserved it because she won the freaking Royal Rumble last year. Why does she suddenly need another moment in the sun at WrestleMania again? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She's turning into, like, a Charlotte 2.0, if you ask me. But that's me. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I agree with you guys. I predicted Bianca because I could just feel like she was going to win. It would have been interesting if Alexa Bliss won because that's something that we hadn't seen since 2016. That rhymes out of time. Anyways, uh, so, but – with Bianca, I guess we'll have to wait and see who the opponent's going to be. We'll find out later in the night. But I I don't know if I really want to see Bianca. I like her, but I do am starting to get, okay, maybe she can turn heel. or Because her character in NXT, she was a heel. And she was a really good heel because she just was a badass and, you know, whatever. Her explanations for things are I'm the best and that's good but a lot of heels would say that as an excuse for why they're good at what they do uh, but I do like her um, and I guess we'll have to wait and see who her opponent will be but I don't know I'm I, sure I, I would have liked her better if she came to the main roster as a heel but she's just the baby face I don't whenever they always have the baby face win everything yeah. it just gets well, under my skin because it's so predictable you would have loved it. She'd use her hair as a weapon. Like, she just – like, it was – she gave Well, she does that now. But I mean, like, she but, she – but what I mean is, like, she was more vicious with it. Like, now she does it if, if they pull on it. Before, she'd fucking just use that shit and just, like, just annihilate them with it. Um, but you're right. She does do it now. So, exactly. Her character is kind of bad as it is, and everyone cheers. So, it's kind of like – it's a weird place. Well, no, I, I, WWE is giving the moment to her, but I don't see anybody actually cheering for Bianca, if you ask me. I don't see it or hear it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of when I was there. When I was live in the audience, a lot of us were more, obviously, into Becky Lynch. Um, there were some – the crowd was a little bit, you know, good for her, for Bianca, but 
most of us were more excited to see Becky without, you know, she had just come back too after. Anyways, all right. So, yeah, so Bianca Belair is the challenger for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. Next, we have the special tag team match. Ronda Rousey must wrestle this match with one arm tied behind her back. So you have the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville taking on Naomi and Ronda Rousey. And early on in the match, you find out that Deville is faking her injury. And the end comes after Ronda applies her arm bar and Sonya quickly taps out. Dan, uh, oh, before we go to that, we all thought that Ronda and Naomi were going to win. So Dusty has 40 points and Dan and I have 30. So Dan, what did you think of Ronda and Naomi winning? I mean, I didn't want to see the match in the first place. I didn't care for either feud. I mean, I guess maybe Ronda and Charlotte might be okay, but no, I, I still don't give a shit. The freaking Sonya Deville and Naomi feud just needs to end. Don't do it at Mania. It's not a it's not gonna be something that's gonna pay out of the box office. It's not. Yeah. It's no. not something everybody wants to see. Maybe it's what Vince wants to see, but it ain't what the fans wanna see. Yeah. Or maybe it's what Tony Khan wants to see. I don't fucking know. But all I know is that they keep doing this feud and no one gives a shit about it. But yeah. um I mean it again was mediocre if you ask me. It wasn't even that. It was a pretty bad match, honestly. It wasn't the fact that like how the women wrestled, it was just no one cared. It was lack of like fan reacts and all that. That's yeah. I thought the, I thought I heard Dusty. Dusty, did you have a question? Um not really. Uh oh. already. I- I thought you were trying to say something when Dan was talking. Um, okay, nah. I, I do agree. I mean, Sonya Deville is it, it, she's attractive and everything. We're kind of a waste of space right now. But Dusty, what did you think of this match? Um, I really, again, I agree with Dan one hundred percent. This match was just not interesting at all, at all. Yeah, and I did not like the how the match went. Because it was mainly just Ronda in the ring being beat up because, oh, she has one arm behind her back and the other two have, have like, both their arms out. It was just – it was still just so dumb, personally. I I feel like it was just thrown together really quick and just really hard for us to uh, care, you know? And, like, none of the feuds are – like, what? Like, no one likes either of the feuds, or at least personally, I don't like the feud. Yeah. Any of the two feuds, yeah. Going on with the yeah, um, yeah, I don't agree. I don't. I, I agree. I don't really care so much for Rhonda and Charlotte or Naomi and uh, but that's what we're getting. Okay, next we have the Falls Count Anywhere match: Drew McIntyre taking on Happy. Corbin and uh, Drew ended up getting, getting the win after a Claymore while holding his sword. However, this match is most known for the crazy bump that Madcap Moss took on his head. We all got. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, sorry. I got all the rest. Sorry, guys. Because uh, I was looking at my sheet. I'm like, wait, what match are we on? So we all got extra 10 points for that. So Dusty has 50 points. Well, Dan and I have 40. Dusty, what did you think of Drew versus Moss again? Um, well, first off, you accidentally said it was Corbin and Drew. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. Matt Cat Moss. Well, that, that's where my head is yeah. at. That, that's where it's my fun, head is. It's fun. It's fun. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I, you know what? To be honest, with this match, I may not have been a huge. Actually, this match was probably the most entertaining one, even though it was just Mad Cap and. Corbin teaming up on Drew, but I liked it because it showed how professional Drew was and Madcap was. Because after the botch, which Madcap is okay, thank God he yeah. got up right after and walked yeah. backstage. He said he he apologized to Vince and Drew and everyone because you know that was just a scary botch. But uh, it showed the professionalness of. Corbin because he knew to pull him out of the ring like real fast to buy time and Madcap of course he got up he was probably dazed a bit from it but he got up and continued with the match so that's just like power to both of them 100% and I loved I loved the I loved the imagery of, of Drew swinging the sword and almost chopping happy Col uh, Corbin in half yeah, I thought that was beautiful. I thought it was funny as fuck. Um, yeah, I think I I don't know how I feel so much. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess this match is making me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's just bored with us. He wants he just wants to stop us. No, I'm not bored with you guys at all. I'm, I think this match is like. I think the storyline is making me tired. Go ahead, Dan. What are your thoughts? Um, I partly disagree with Dusty. I don't think it was a good match really at all. I thought it was just filler. I, I didn't see anything special. I mean, I do agree that, you know, Corbin showed some better – being a veteran, being like pulling him out of the ring just to buy some time. I thought that was really good of him. Um, And I did like the spot where, you know, Drew almost cut him in half, but – I mean, like I said, they're just – I don't know. I didn't care about the match going into it and didn't care when it came out. I think the reason why a lot of people were having a hard time with this one is because he's fighting the wrong guy at this point. You've already beaten Moss. I know to get to Corbin, you have to get him out of the way. But it's like, come on, just fucking go after Corbin. Like, beat him up backstage, run away from Moss. It's, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. The only way to get to Corbin, you got to beat Moss. But it's just like, eventually you're going to have to fight both of them because Moss isn't going to go anywhere. So just go after fucking Corbin. So I guess, I, for me, I'm just like, at this point, I don't know if I care because I just want to see him fight Corbin at this point. But... Thank God uh, Moss is okay because that was a terrible, terrible fall. That looked, that looked really bad. <laughs> bad. All right. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking about the Raw Women's Championship, the whole dilemma with the SmackDown attacking titles and the Elimination Chamber main event, the drama with that. You don't want to miss this. We will be right back. Yes, welcome back, and definitely check out Anchor. It is the best place to distribute your podcast for free. 
And while you are using Anchor, make sure you are checking out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are the only podcast covering all things WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling. Come break the fourth wall and join us. Check us out on YouTube. Just search the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Dan, why should they do that? It saves them a lot of time. I mean, it's just a notification that pops up your phone instead of having to search yourself and go through the newest videos. It just saves you a lot of minutes. Yes, 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 yes. And also, we're on Facebook, the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Search for us on there. And anywhere podcasts are streaming, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Definitely check out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we will be having recaps of All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite, and Rampage, as well as possible Impact Wrestling recaps as well. All right, back to what you came to listen to, the Elimination Chamber 2022 recap episode. We are now on the match that I personally was most looking forward to on the card, the Raw Women's Championship, the champion big-time Becky Lynch defending against Hall of Famer Lita. And the match starts off with both women eventually slapping each other. Uh, Becky ends up nailing a leg drop and another leg drop across uh, to Lita while Lita's neck is across the ropes. Uh, Becky nails a exploder, but Lita counters with a DDT. Uh, Lita nails a flying crossbody and a sleeper, but Becky grabs the ropes. Lita drops Becky with a powerbomb and bounces Becky's head off the announce table. I'm trying to remember what Trish Rash used to call the move. It's where she takes her of her legs and she drops the woman to the floor. I don't know what that move is called. She then nails a, trish, a twist of fate and gets a two count. Then Becky pulls Lita to the middle of the ring and applies it as armor and a manhandle slam. Lita puts her foot on the ropes. Becky misses a moonsault, and then Lita nails a twist of fate, and as the announcers call it, a Lita salt, and gets a two count. Finally, the ends happen when Becky nails a manhandle slam and lays on top of Lita to retain her Raw Women's title. So, we now know at WrestleMania 38, the Raw Women's champion, Becky Lynch, will be defending against Bianca Belair. We all guessed that Becky was going to win, so now Dusty has 60 points, and Dan and I have 50. However, I feel like Lita had a hell of a showing in this one. Dan, what did you think of this match? See, when, I, when, when we were first going into it, I was like, all right, this is probably going to be, I don't know, maybe a five-minute match, something like that. I mean, nothing against Lita, but... I know she could still kind of go, but, you know, it's a Saudi show and they yeah. aren't really big on women's wrestling. I definitely thought that Lita put on a good show. She definitely put on a good fight to Becky. I mean, I knew she wasn't going to win. Well, all right, that's a lot. When she hit the uh, Lita Saul and all that, I was like, oh, shit, she might actually win this. And I was a bit surprised. I, I would have cheered for that. But, um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. It was... Honestly, in my opinion, probably the best show, not show, best match of the night. Um, Like I said, Lita showed great, great things in the ring, showing that she could still go. So, yeah. 
All right, dude, I 100% back you up. How about you, Dusty? What did you think? Um, well, <clears throat> I, I personally, I'm sorry, uh, sorry for the background sound, by, uh, by the way, uh, you know, family sucks. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but, um, I thought, I thought the match was okay. It was mediocre at best, and I use that word a lot. A lot. I realized, but I thought it was super just mediocre towards the until the end. The end was not my favorite, personally, because I did not like the idea of like, like after the moon salt, Becky just got up and hit the the rock bottom thing. Yeah, I. Sadly, my man Dusty, I have to agree. Well, not sadly, I have to agree with Dan, but sadly, I have to disagree with you because I really enjoyed this match. Um, I always have high hopes whenever Trish and Lita fight because they're my favorites. So, um, um, so I was glad to see Lita was able to have a good match. I, I figured she wasn't going to win, but I just, um, you know, I was happy to see her give it her all. And I was happy to see Becky retain and have a good match with Lita too, because I think they both deserved it. Lita deserved to have a good match because she's a great competitor. All right, next, we were supposed to have the SmackDown Tag Team titles. The Usos taking on the Viking Raiders, however... The Usos attacked them before the match could even start. So we all got zero points on that match. There's really not much to talk there with that. I mean, they just attacked the Viking Raiders. So I'll move on from that. There's really not much to really say. Uh, we then have the main event, the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. The WWE Champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley, defending against the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Riddle, Austin Theory, Seth frickin' Rollins, and Brock Lesnar. And the match starts with Seth Rollins and Austin Theory, and he lands a sling blade and a buckle bomb through Bobby Lashley's pod. So he buckle bombs Austin Theory through the pod, and Theory lands on Bobby Lashley, and Bobby's head supposedly hits against the steel brim of the pod. Riddle's out next, and Riddle takes control. Um, but Rollins drops real backwards off the top. Bobby Lashley is taken out of the chamber, and Seth Rollins nails a frog splash. AJ Styles is out next, and AJ drops um, Seth Rollins, or no, sorry, Austin Theory drops AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, and Riddle nails a floating bro. Then uh, Riddle performs a double DDT to AJ and Seth Rollins, kind of like Randy Orton does. Bobby Lashley's chamber is next. However, because he's taken out of the match, his chamber is not open. Brock Lesnar ends up breaking the chamber, which Brock was not supposed to do. Um, he just did it anyways. We learn in the match that Bobby Lashley cannot compete because he has a concussion. So Brock nails an F5 on Seth Rollins, eliminating him. And then he does the same thing, eliminating Riddle with an F5. He then eliminates AJ Styles. <laughs> it's down to Brock Lesnar and Austin Theory. Austin Theory tries to run away and he climbs to the top of um, the chamber. However, Brock grabs him. He slams his head against the length fence while on top of a pod. 
And then Brock Lesnar F5 Austin Theory off of the pod down to the floor, where he then throws him back in the ring and pins him. And Brock Lesnar is your new WWE champion. We all got on this one. But let me throw it to Dusty. What did you think of Brock Lesnar winning? Uh, I hated it. I hated it so much. But, okay. Uh, So I disliked him winning. I disliked, okay. The only part of the match I liked was when it was the the, the back and forth between Rollins and Theory. And then Riddle just coming in. You know, that was good stuff. Um, then AJ coming in also good shit but then like I guess like just Bob just like Brock just coming in and easily just running in and just murdering everyone so quickly I thought it was just really like disappointing honestly and I I mean the only part of that whole shit I liked was the fact that Austin low blowed him and got some offense back against Brock so he didn't look super weak or whatever but it still sucked because he tried to climb out he didn't make it he got f 5 off the chamber pinned over and if you guys could see at the end of the match if you look in the background Austin I think landed awkwardly when he was taking the f 5 off the chamber so I think he is also, he might be injured. I mean, don't don't quote me on this, but I think he's injured or he's like, you know, his knee was messed up a bit because how he landed. Okay. All right. That's interesting uh, to know that and to hear that. All right. Okay. How about you, Dan? Um. All right. So I thought, the match was decent at first, you know, it started off pretty good, but um when we got to them buckle bombing, I think it was Austin Theory through the pod, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh when they buckle bombed him through the pod and took Bobby Lashley out of the match, it seemed like just one bump could easily take him out. I don't know. That made him look extremely weak to me. Just like Okay, maybe he got a concussion. I understand that, but what? How exactly did he, when the guy bumped into him and he and he hit the, his head on the pot or something? Is that how he got? I don't know. It just seemed it seemed stupid to make him lose it that like get out of the match that way. I thought it would have been smarter if they just had him get pinned by Brock or something. Yeah. That would be me though. Um, and then just having Brock destroy the shit out of everybody also was dumb. Like, why didn't everybody team up to go against Brock to at least have somewhat of a chance of winning? Yeah, I don't know. That just yeah. seemed stupid again. But, I mean, I definitely did like the spot where Austin Theory got F5'd off the pod. That was really cool. I would have think it would have been cooler if he was f 5 in the ring, not on the, on the map. But I get it. I get yeah. it. They want to protect the wrestler. Um, I mean, wasn't the greatest elimination chamber I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I I agree with you guys both. I feel like the the ending was cool with him F5ing Awesome Theory, but again, I don't understand just like this point of Brock Lesnar just demolishing people. I get it. I would never go toe to toe Lesnar. He would destroy me. But like you said, if there's a gang mentality where all these six foot tall dudes are attacking Lesnar. You know, I'm sure eventually they're going to get the better of him. 
but I also feel like it, it's a joke too. And it's not because Lesnar is a dominant dude, but like they did a promo on Seth Rollins during the show, and then he's the first per- first person Lesnar takes out. So I just don't understand, uh, you know, their idea of who they're pushing, who they're not. And I also think it's weird how Lesnar is always winning. I feel bad. He's like, fuck, I'm like the luck person. Like, anytime something bad happens, he's added to it to take over. Like, wasn't he added to the Royal Rumble? Was it the Royal Rumble match? Who, Brock? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was day one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like every time something happens, he's added to it and he ends up winning. Um, So I don't know. But. Dusty, you became the Dusty Cup champion, the the uh, Kentucky Nightmare, by winning the Celebration Chamber. How does it feel to be the new champion and defeat the champion on Dan? Uh, it was a cakewalk. I won Dan in the last. You won by one no, no, no. match. Listen, listen, listen. I warned. I won Dan by one that next match. Hey, no, don't worry. Hey, hey, don't hey, let me talk. Hey, let me talk. Hey, hey, you let me talk. Sour at WrestleMania, first. at WrestleMania, I will get my title back. You, you better wish. damn believe that, man. I'm telling you, Dan. Should have listened to me because last episode I told you I had my third eye open and I saw your demise. And I saw the new by one champion. by one match. Yeah. By one match, match. yes, yes. But you acting it. like you acting like you acting like you're the one. You are acting like oh yeah, it was one match, but that match meant a lot apparently. Mm. Between between you winning and me losing. Well, well if, gonna, if Rey Mysterio technically lost, then yeah, I would have won, and me and Ant would have won too. We would have become co-champions. So, but that I'm didn't gonna, happen. Like, you both talk it out because <laughs> I'm not even gonna waste my breath because I know that I'm taking the title at WrestleMania. I'm sorry, but but I'm gonna reclaim my title I, and and. Oh. You're gonna get crushed like an ant, okay? See, I mean, listen. Here's no the pun. thing. Here's the thing. I'm I'm back here in the corner. You two go at it, and I will come in when. I got a plan. I got a plan. Don't worry. Wrestle me. Oh, oh, do you now? All right. I'm excited to see the so-called plan. I have a plan up my sleeve. I have an ace up my mm. sleeve. Oh. Mm. We'll see about that. Well, elimination chamber has come and gone. We are on our way to WrestleMania 38. Some matches have been made. We already know Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, winner takes all. We know Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. We know that the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch will now defend her title against Bianca Belair. And we will cover some more matches that are made throughout the couple weeks. We are six weeks away from WrestleMania. What do you guys think? Are you guys excited? Uh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Fucking nah. <laughs> wow. I don't know what to say, honestly. I don't. Well, I'm excited for AEW, which I'm going to tomorrow. Well, when this comes out, it'll be tonight, later tonight. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good night. And uh, you guys are going to have to check into our recap to see how AEW goes. But we also will be coming out with our Monday Night Raw recap that will be dropping shortly. 
And yeah, Elimination Chamber, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Wasn't the best pay-per-view. I give it like a, like a four out of 10. Really didn't really do much. Um, yeah, but that is it, y'all. Stay safe, be well. Keep being uncensored. Keep living your life like it's 1929. That's my new little thing, y'all. Cringe. Cringe? Yep. I'll explain what that means to people off the air. Anyways, I'm joking. Be safe, y'all, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Lou.